Hello, and welcome to our The Word on the Street podcast series, where we feature the thought leaders and influencers from TIS. Today's podcast is with Jörg Wiemer, the CSO and co-founder of TIS. My name is Kate Pohl, and I'm a senior advisor to TIS. Our topic today is ISO 20022, Opportunity or Threat for Corporates. Jörg, I'd like to start by, or I'd like to begin by asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Yeah, I'm co-founder of TIS. The problems which we solve today for our clients, these were my problems in my former life. Um, I co-founded together with Errol Bozak in 2010. Before that, I spent eight years uh, as senior vice president and head of global treasury working for SAP. So within SAP's finance team, uh, as a direct report to the group CFO, uh, I was responsible together with the team, with the global treasury team for all these broad treasury activities. Treasury is like a decathlon, right? Uh, pretty complex. Uh, and uh, I had some sleepless nights, cash visibility um, was a challenge, uh, very high cost. Uh, through uh, based on manual processes, uh, high risk. And we decided to fix those problems leveraging cloud technology. So this was probably at that time, 10 years ago, pretty risky decision. Uh, uh, cloud was not mainstream at that time. Cloud is mainstream today. So vision is uh, reality. Um, and this makes us proud to see this company growing really fast. Um, and uh, yeah, most important to have uh, a lot of happy customers as evangelists on stage. That's great. It sounds like you were definitely in the hot seat. So you know uh, what the problems are and you're, you're looking for solutions and you're bringing them with TIS. But let me go back to our specific topic of the day. Uh, Deutsche Bank's Christoph Hoffmann, head of corporate and payment solutions, explains that the move to ISO 2022, he explains it as a major overhaul of the global payments infrastructure, and one of the hot topics in the payments industry today, or at least in the interbanking space. At first glance, it might seem that the consequences of these changes are limited to that interbank market. However, I know the TIS feels that enterprises will soon need to act if they wish to reap the rewards or avoid the risks. So Jörg, I know you believe that ISO 20022 is not only going to affect the banking community, but also the service providers and certainly corporations as well. Could you please talk to me about your thoughts and ideas there? Yeah, so this is really a hot topic because these changes will have a direct effect on the corporate community because well, clearing systems, banks, and of course, SWIFT itself are changing from the FIN standard, which uses the MT message type to the ISO format, which uses XML. And not to forget company systems <laughs> such as ERPs, treasury management systems, um, HR, payroll providers, uh, etc. cetera, uh, they, at some point, at least, they need to be able to send and receive the new format for both payments and account information. So this is very important 
a very hot topic here. Okay, understood. That sounds like a lot of change to me. Um, are there benefits for making this switch? Uh, there are good news here. There are significant benefits for enterprises once a conversion to ISO 20022 is made. Okay. Well, then why don't you talk to us about those? Why don't you describe those so that our audience really understands what's coming their way? Yeah, let's start with uh, much richer data and structured formats end-to-end. -end. This will include both local languages and characters, e.g. Chinese and Russian. Um, okay. Ability to handle more stringent regulatory reporting requirements, always a topic for treasurers, sometimes a nightmare. There will be a need to collect and maintain more detailed information in relation to counterparties and ISO 20022 supports this. Right. Um, ability to avoid truncation through format standardization by all participants, allowing significantly more reference information. Uh, imagine up to 9,000 characters. Wow. <laughs> that's that's, that's really a lot. <laughs> and and this, this really helps to streamline the process, uh, to better collaborate, to move out of your uh, silos, um, many other topics like cooperation or benefits like uh, corporations, they will be able to re better reconcile far more easily and support better straight through process. Um, this will support standard formats and in turn simplify and automate processes, allowing APIs to easily pull needed data from the cloud. Payer can uh, ascertain that his input is fully structured including the address data of the beneficiary and ultimate beneficiary. Yeah, that's key. Uh, many other topics like um, ISO uh, will support working more easily with instant payments, supporting request to pay just in time, salary payments, Swift GPI. So <laughs> a it's lot a of long list. here. <laughs> it's a long list. Okay, well, that does sound impressive when it comes to the corporates. Um, would you say there are also benefits for banks and regulators, or is this just a corporate thing? No, it's not only a corporate thing. There are definitely benefits. Um, more effective filtering and monitoring for compliance risk, given the rich but structured data, which allows better filtering. There will also be fewer false positives. Uh, and as a result, lower processing costs on the, the, the bank side. ISO XML provides more data and structured information on remittance parties. Um, ISO will create interoperability globally with one standard so that banks and corporates will not have to deal with multiple formats or local flavors. And uh, last but not least, real common language globally, regardless of some small, yeah, let's say, <laughs> small differences in country interpretations. Oh, those um, country interpretations, they never go away, right? No, this <laughs> is uh, part of, uh, this is good news for us because that's part of our business model. Um, <laughs> uh, this was also part of my pro problem in my former life, this complexity and from a treasure perspective, you don't want to deal with this complexity, what we see in the market best practice simply outsource 
don't reinvent the wheel over and over again. Do it yourself in-house projects regarding payment formats. They should be uh, history. <laughs> okay, understood. This sounds really good, but um, are, does that mean there really are no problems left for the enterprise? Or, or as you're saying, there's still a lot of complexity to deal with. Can you tell me a little bit about all of that? Yeah, actually, this is a huge disconnect, right? The shift to ISO is not just another bank project. <laughs> Um, sometimes this is the perception in the market, but uh, this is not true. Financial institutions, yes, they must convert from MT messaging, which is used since the late 70s, to ISO XML. And this is not only a change in the language that banks uh, yeah, speak to each other via SWIFT, but a push to create interoperability between local uh, which means country formats and cross-border payments. And uh, the goal is to have the same formats in place everywhere. Uh, for example, the MT101 is not 100% 100% structured, um, allowing data formatting issues and truncation. So to date, banks are focused on their own ISO 2022 transition projects, while the burdens of the pandemic have pushed this topic to the back burner for corporates. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. this should be on the watch list uh, for treasurers, uh, even for CFOs. Uh, okay. Some, it, it feels a bit like a SEPA a couple of years ago. Yes. Some banks may, of course, extend the deadline for their own clients. Uh, others may not. So the pressure will increase at the end. Uh, it's good to be prepared and to be proactive. And uh, in a sense, this means designating significant IT resources to move from MT to ISO at different times for different systems, payment types, uh, plus banks globally. Um, so my recommendation, start early and be prepared. <laughs> that sounds like very good words to live by. Uh, it sounds like also a lot of spaghetti that we have to create lasagna out of. Um, tell me, Jörg, after you've explained all the benefits and some of the pitfalls, what actually is the timing for all this? When, uh, when is the change to ISO 2022 actually going to happen? Yeah, there are tough deadlines beginning November 2022. SWIFT will fully support or accept or translate ISO format from MT messages. And at this point in time, it will not yet be mandatory for banks, but the official migration deadline for financial institutions is November 25. And on this date, all financial institutions must be able to send and receive ISO XML messages. No way out here. <laughs> so Swift has announced that between now uh, and the November 25, there will be a coexistence period for both format types and uh, financial institutions will each at their own pace stop supporting and accepting legacy MT formats. Um, these are dying animals. Um, yeah, they will, ex they will stop to accept those formats from their corporate clients. And this is a hot topic. So Swift is not requiring corporates to convert by November 25. 
They want instead to educate companies on the benefits and advantages of moving to ISO 20022. This is one of the reasons why we have picked up this topic. Absolutely. Um, that sounds a little bit scary if you ask me. They're going to educate companies for uh, at 2025. Well, I'll leave that to you to tell the audience more about, but that sounds to me like we're going to have not only spaghetti, we're going to have something else, which we won't say. Um, how is this change actually being accomplished? And um, you know, you've alluded to some of the points, but how can we really avoid creating a global hodgepodge of different flavors and variations? This sounds like a mess waiting to happen. Yeah, the CGI industry group uh, is a forum and a catalyst for change, aiming to achieve a common uh, global implementation of ISO 20022. And through close collaboration, between approximately 50 member banks from all geographic regions. And uh, yet together with corporates, ERP and TMS providers, uh, the group is creating a yeah, new version of usage guidelines, allowing as little deviation as possible per country and uh, payment type to avoid room for interpretation. However, mm -hmm. even with all the long-term advantages, the movement of the RTGs to the new standard at a different pace from SWIFT will make the short-term adoption mm. of ISO far more difficult. Uh, this is not... Oh, boy. Uh, this is not easy. Uh, this is not This is not easy. And <laughs> ESO allows significantly richer message details. However, only when corporate clients can use the full scope end-to-end -end from the ERP systems uh, through a cloud platform like GIS to the bank end-to-end, -end, this will be truly useful. Yeah, it sounds to me like once the banks start using the ISO 20022 format and send it to a corporate who might not yet have converted or systems who might not have converted, you really will have all these truncation problems and translation problems and mapping problems. That sounds like a nightmare waiting to happen, personally. Um, Okay, but how would you actually articulate the key challenges for corporate clients beyond the obvious, the, the need to improve uh, and to implement the new format? Yeah, as I said, ISO is not easy. <laughs> so change to ISO XML will have a profound effect on the corporate payment process. That's clear, that's obvious. The change from MT to ISO creates challenges for corporates who are at different levels of maturity in a journey to optimize their enterprise payments. Yes, think about scenarios where you, from a corporate treasure perspective, where you have 10 different ERP systems in different versions, you, are, um, you have hundreds of bank accounts, you work with 30 different banks in 40 different countries, and this is a very complex setup and it's good to start a journey to optimize this uh, setup to reduce risk, to reduce cost, to increase transparency. Treasures, they are sitting on a gold mine of data. Data is the new gold. And the better you orchestrate that process, the better your access to that data, the better your uh, chance to position yourself from a treasure or CFO perspective as a business partner. So ESO is relevant and enterprises must prepare to meet the changing requirements of this new format. Um, 
For example, migrate their current SAP IDOC or their old XML standard, which they currently use uh, in many parts of their organization. Yeah, to make a long story short, this is uh, necessary because their banks will no longer allow these formats. And at the end, it's not clear uh, how long the banks will continue to support large corporates. They start already to transform. They use a variety of financial institutions, not just one. This is the complex setup. This is the spaghetti, many different systems, many different banks in different countries, local uh, payment format flavors. Uh, so you, from a corporate perspective, treasure perspective, you need to move away from local standards and uh, embrace ISO 2022. Uh, and at the end, uh, in addition, November 22, there is a risk that corporates will receive incomplete information if they still rely on MT940s or MT942s for reporting um, and receiving banking information. And why is that? Why is this? Uh, this is because the MT940 is unstructured with very limited fields. And uh, this must be translated to the ISO 2022 CAMP 053 format. So it's very important to note that this is not just an IT conversion project. <laughs> no. Processes must also be reviewed, changed or updated and mapped. So please get in touch with us. Um, we will help you to analyze your current situation, help you to describe, to describe your current state and help you to design the future state which you could reach. Okay, uh, you started to do what actually my last question is all about. So what can enterprises actually do given, given all these issues? But maybe we can sort of go through it. Um, over to you, Jörg. Yeah, outsource complexity, right? Complexity is not your friend. There is a certain problem um, and there are players in the market um, where you can outsource, don't uh, reinvent the wheel, do it yourself pros, projects uh, in-house, they don't scale. Uh, your uh, IT team, uh, teams, they don't like these topics. Um, this is like keeping the uh, investing for just keeping the lights on. So one solution is to leverage appropriate conversion services. This is part of our offering. Needless to say, we do have a format library uh, our, which our customers uh, can leverage. So outsource this complexity to a competent vendor. Uh, such complex migration can create significant issues for corporate entities in terms of resources, efficiency, accuracy, and cost. Large multinational corporates with multiple internal systems already worry about the complexity of multiple payment feeds to their banks all over the world. And this can easily translate into multiple time consuming and expensive IT projects and process adjustments in different parts of your organization, accounts payable, accounts receivable, HR payroll, treasury. Um, 
yeah, that's a no-brainer on-premise systems cannot be changed easily or cost-effectively. Uh, this will become an issue. And uh, last but not least, eventually all participants in the payment process will need to eliminate outdated formats. Okay, you've already started to talk a little bit about this, but in a, sort of, I guess, towards the, uh, towards the end. Uh, so who can actually help? How does this work? Yeah, some ERP vendors, for example, can provide XML formats for banks, which may sound like an easy answer for corporates, but it's not. Uh, okay, this is possible, uh, but this is quite expensive and complex. Why? Complexity is in-house and doesn't scale. Uh, enterprise would need to, or corporates, they would need to do configuration or programming in-house uh, the correct version of ISO XML for every bank and branch in every country, in addition to every payment type, all within their ERP system. Your ERP system landscape uh, might change as well. Different systems in different versions, probably there are M&A transactions, so you acquire new ERP systems you don't want to start uh, this process over and over again. So once again, um, outsource this complexity because at the end, the company would also be responsible for keeping up with all the appropriate changes over time. It's not um, something which you fix today through your uh, do-it-yourself in-house project. No, you need to heavily invest. Maintenance is a big, uh, big topic here. Um, uh, so much higher return on invest, return on invest if you outsource this to a competent vendor. Okay, obviously the key of uh, TIS is uh, to reduce complexity, as you said, and to support common uh, to support the connectivity that you're talking about. So I'm assuming that you can help uh, corporate solve this problem, as you said, by outsourcing complexity, etc. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about this. Yes, we are convinced that TIS can provide a triple win for clients by supporting them as well as their system suppliers and vendors and uh, to banks to solve their key enterprise payment challenges. Our enterprise payment optimization platform is able to connect to all systems and banks and can provide out-of-the-box solution for corporates. IT projects are not required anymore. Good news from a treasury perspective. This was one of the reasons why I started or why we started TRS. Uh, treasures, they hate IT projects and sometimes IT uh, teams, they slow you down. Uh, so IT projects are not required for an ISO XML conversion. Um, because TIS supplies the proper formats in our format library and all the connectors required. Companies can decide, can easily decide to upgrade their systems over time when they are ready. Uh, think about migration from um, old SAP systems to the new S4HANA um, and uh, always uh, can always be assured of the appropriate bank connectivity because the connectivity layer is independent from the ERP layer. Why? Because uh, TRS, our cloud platform, the EPO platform, enterprise payment optimization platform, 
is sitting in the middle, connecting all the dots. In addition, increased cost of maintaining both ISO XML and legacy formats uh, is something that TIS can handle for their customers. So there is um, always a very nice business case where we can clearly demonstrate the return on invest. And once connectivity is established from a client system to their chosen banks, TIS takes care of the heavy lifting um, thereby allowing the client to avoid the pain of constantly monitoring, enhancing, and maintaining these different connections. So flexibility on the banking side is also there. You might want to adjust your banking portfolio for whatever reason, a different bank relationship strategy. Uh, you need flexibility not only on the ERP system side, but also on the banking side. And this is exactly what we bring to the table. Thank you, Jörg. I think we're a lot clearer on what it means to move uh, to ISO 20022 for a corporate enterprise. So do you have any final tips or tricks or thoughts for our listeners? Yeah, ISO 20022 XML conversion is a major undertaking because there are over 100,000 unique payment types globally. <laughs> and each one needs different data and data sequences to populate and create a new format. And one thing that all banking and payment experts agree on is that the time for enterprises to get started on their migration to ISO 2022 is now. So all the corporates have not been given official or enforceable deadlines. They will need to act soon if they want to yeah, recap the rewards. The benefits can be significant given the rich and formatted data that will be available. Richer data can support better and more precise communication, as well as new use cases. And uh, last but not least, financial institutions. They globally have begun their ISO journey. Some are already asking firms such as TIS to change and migrate formats for specific countries and uh, for different payment types. Okay, thank you, Jörg, and thanks to all of you for listening. That was the word on the street. Bye-bye for now.